Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your SCORE podcast, Iowa edition, round two of the high school football playoffs. Talking high school football on a Thursday afternoon with Corey Cuffler, Matt Randazzo, and the one and only Brian Stocking, who should be in class somewhere, but you're playing... Skipping. You're playing hooky for us? No, uh, we have no school today uh, due to... uh, Five a uh, five day weekend uh, for teacher parent teacher conferences during this two days off Thursday and Friday and into Monday so yep, these three days veterans. off what are the negotiations heating up between you and Davenport West for the fo- coaching gig No, I heard they're yes, looking they at are. you. I heard they're looking at you, and they might be. You never um, know. They, yes, yes, they are looking at me. Now, will you be honest and tell them that they're looking at you? I uh, know they're not this looking is the at thing. me. They they're looking at you because yes, you they got are. a better. Uh, Better track record. I'm they think. smarter in sports than you. By no, far. they think you're young. The, the thing they is, know though, you're is, younger. is Dazzle's already said you can hire me as offensive coordinator only if you bring Brian Stocking on as head coach. Yeah. So you're coming one way or another, brother. No, <laughs> not, you're, you're <laughs> gonna be the head. Enough nonsense. Cuff's gonna be your offensive coordinator. En- enough nonsense. Let's talk high school football and, and round two of the high school football playoffs. And we have four teams still alive from the WQAD viewing area. We'll start in 4A, where I told you guys that Bet North was gonna go to the dome this year. I, and I'm right. Just didn't realize it. It's a game early. Two, but uh, <laughs> an intriguing matchup between Cedar Falls and Bettendorf. But first and foremost, before we get into that matchup, Bettendorf was dominant last week. And, and I, I think we all kind of saw that coming. Um, they were they were they're a really good football team. Linmar won that district, and it was a a very competitive district. I don't know if it was an elite district, and I think people kind of saw that coming. And I think we saw Bettendorf winning, but but the way they won and the dominant performance that they had, I, I think really kind of opened a few people's eyes. Bettendorf's come to the postseason ready to play, and Harrison Baybui continues to be a special special running back. It was a Bettendorf uh, steamroller that ran into Linmar on Friday night. And when you look at Bettendorf, they're, they're getting what they want. They always want to get to the Dome. They know that they're going to be ending the season on a Friday night in the Dome. They just don't know if it's This in, isn't the Dome. This isn't the week they wanted to go. No, they, they, but yet. they're not sure if it's quarterfinals, semifinals, or final. Well, that's the good thing is no matter what, their next three games, if they play three more games, are all inside. Yeah. So And all on Friday night, all at the Dome. So, But for their, their game tonight, this week against Cedar Falls, is a truly a tough contest. Because of Harrison Baybui has run for over 1,700 yards, 1,770. There's only two times this season he did not gain 100 yards. One was against West, the other against Cedar Falls. Why not in the game against West? Let's let's get, throw that out they, there real quick. Did I they, think they, they pulled, pulled him after the first quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't, what was the stat? He didn't reach over 100 yards. 100 yards. He ra- he in rushed two for games. 80 against West and 93 against Cedar Falls. Okay, but so the only game that he played the full game that he didn't rush for for 100 yards was against Cedar, Cedar Falls. Cedar yes, Falls. That, well, that's why I asked. Yeah. 
But, I mean, that is just an astounding stat. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, just remember that after the quarterfinal games, the state is going to reseed right. the tournament. So you really don't know who you're going to play. You have an idea of who Bet North is going to play. Bet North is the highest seeded team that is on the road. They are a seven seed playing the two seed Sierra Falls. Most likely, if no, Ankeny's a nine seed. Oh, I'm, but Ankeny's a nine seed. Um, they're on the road. Yeah, but they're the highest seeded. They're the best seeded team on the road. God, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yes. Um, if they if form holds except for the Bet North game and they would win, they most likely would play Valley because the, Valley's a one seed. No, because it all depends on who wins. I know, but if Urbandale wins, they could play Valley. If Ankeny wins, they could play Valley. Right. I'm saying so, if form held. If form held, if, okay. If Kennedy and Dowling win, they would most likely play Valley. But, I mean, the state, for some unknown reason, likes to play sh- games with this. They shenanigans, you like to shenanigans, say. Shenanigans, yes. They want to set Valley Dowling. But, I mean, you look at Benton North last week, Harrison Bowie, 219 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Joe Byrne had a great game, and, that, and that's his, and he's the key. 137 yards passing, a touchdown, 150 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He is the key. Interception, didn't he, on defense, too. An interception on defense. He is the key. If he does that, I think they have a chance to upset uh, Cedar Falls, but he has to have a game where he gains over 100 yards passing. I don't know how big of an upset it's going to be. Like, I get it. I I guess Cedar Falls is kind of a – yeah, seating-wise it is and and being at home, but I think Bettendorf's um, playing really good football right now. Um, You look back at at when they lost. These two teams played in Bettendorf at Tuval Stadium in Week 4 – um, Bettendorf losing that 35-32 in a game in which they led most of the first half into the third quarter. Cedar Falls came back in the third quarter, took a lead. Bettendorf scored late, but wasn't quite enough. But I think these are two equally matched football teams. I, I love the fact that they're inside. Um, I, it takes away all the, the, the different elements of, right. of this game changing and all that kind of stuff. Bettendorf's fans will travel well. Obviously, Cedar Falls will have a lot of people in the house, but really exciting football game. And I think Bettendorf wins. I, bet, I think Bettendorf wins this football game. I think that they they've been overlooked since losing the two games they lost during the football season, and those two games that they lost were to two very good teams in which they led both of those football games, um, one at half and w- both the games they led in the second half and, and let them slip slip away. I think is this is their kind of redemption tour, and they got a chance. And, and I remember after we. After that Cedar Falls game, we all talked about, boy, these two teams could play again, and Bettendorf would love that to happen. They get that shot at redemption, and it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it's always hard to beat the same team to, when they're evenly matched right. twice, twice in, in a year. season. Yeah. And, and this is kind of what I lo- It should be a fantastic football game in the Dome um, coming, up on, uh, coming up on Friday. The one thing I looked at out of, in this game from the first time around is each team had a fumble that they turned over. Bettendorf then had that extra turnover with an interception. The dogs need to play clean. If they can play clean in this game, they have a great chance of winning. They've been to the Dome. They're not worried about who it is they're, they're playing. They're not worried about the bright lights of the Dome. They, they don't care about any of that. Bettendorf hasn't won up in the Dome since 2011. So that means they won a semifinal game, then lost to the, in the championship game. But last time they actually won a state title, I believe, was 2007. They're more interested in getting back to that level, to adding another trophy to the trophy case. Now, I'm, I'm putting the card before the horse, obviously, because they got to win two more games before they get to that point, but I'm allowed to do that. They're focused solely on what Cedar Falls did. 
again, like we talked in the Illinois podcast, if you've played somebody once, you've got game film. It was like the Princeton Hall game. They've played once. These two teams have played once. You have game film. You don't have to go searching. Nobody's changing dr- dramatically their offense or their defense. There are no other players stepped up that wasn't there before. Just go out there and do what got you to this point. Bettendorf, you know you're going to have to give the ball to Bay Bowie. He's going to have to touch the ball probably 25 to 30 times, rush over 150 yards probably a game, get a couple touchdowns. Byrne needs to throw a couple passes. That's all that needs to happen. As long as the defense can keep Cedar Falls in check, they're going to win this game. And that was the problem the first time around. Cole Watcher threw for 251 yards and three touchdowns, ran for a touchdown. His favorite receiver, Daniel Hutchins, 14 receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Bettendorf secondary is going to find out where Hutchins is, and they're going to have to latch on to him. I normally don't make predictions. 28-21 dogs. Cedar Falls, 34-21. But this is Bettendorf. say you had to make a prediction. 34-21? Yes. Bettendorf's 100th playoff appearance. Their first appearance was in 1980. They've had 35 appearances the, since then. They're 72-27 and 27 in the playoffs. This is their 100th playoff game. Wow. That program is out. I mean, that is, un, out, uh, that is unheard of. For programs and uh, hats off to Bettendorf, all the players and coaches who have built that program. Hundredth game, hundredth playoff game, and the in this in the in just under forty in thirty five years essentially. Thirty one twenty four dogs. Remember Bettendorf people. That's Brian Stacking, the uh, mayor of Davenport. <laughs> Schools. <laughs> Schools. If that makes any sense. That's, that's bad-mouthing you. Um, but no, it should, bad be, mouthing it should be. I think it's going to be going to lose game. by double figures. Yes, because it's good. It's a good they're playing so. Cedar Falls, Nonsense. and Cedar Falls is a very good team. Stackpile. Bendorf's a good team, but do you know Cedar who Falls li- is... Do you know who listens to the podcast? I know. There's a lot of people that listen to the podcast. That don't like you here saying that. Well, I sometimes <laughs> have to tell you're the You're wrong. Truth. Hey, here's the beauty part is you're wrong. You thought West was going to beat Bettendorf. You did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so that's that's the good news, Bettner fans. Um, let's move on to 3A, a rematch. <laughs> and before we get into the game with Western Dubuque and North Scott, um, uh, what an effort last week by North Scott and, and just bad conditions. And it was a defensive slugfest and, and, and they got five turnovers. The defense was really good. Um, they finally capitalized, not only the turnovers, unfortunately, but they got a big play, um, weird conditions and all that kind of stuff, but got just enough offense to get it done against a really good Cedar, uh, Cedar, uh, Cedar, Cedar Rapids, Rapids Xavier. Xavier. I was going to get there. Cedar Rapids is Xavier team. So now they go on the road to take on Western Dubuque. It's a rematch game. Um, these two teams played, uh, gosh, back in week, week four. 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 Yeah, week four. And it was, um, it was uh, Western Dubuque winning the game, a game that the final score doesn't show us how close it was. Uh, but North Scott was in this game late. Has North Scott gotten un- good enough or improved enough between week four and now to go on the road and beat number one ranked Western Dubuque? Yes. Yes. Okay, but now you go. Their offense cannot have the same uh, out, output that they had last weekend. Well, they had you eleven. Gotta, you got to factor conditions right, into but that they had too. 11 but those two defenses were. Bo- I mean, and that's what's going. This is going to be a slugfest. No, this absolutely. is going to be a low scoring. Uh, the, the first team that scores fourteen points might win this football game. But the North Scott had eleven punts. They forced five turnovers and got no points out of any of those five turnovers. They're not going to get five turnovers out of Western Dubuque this weekend. If they get a turnover, they've got to get points, and preferably seven over three. They had 11 punts last weekend. Their offense really struggled. There were a lot of drop passes. I think you can attribute that to the weather conditions. Um, Jake Mathias had almost 100 yards passing. Um, Quentin Allison led the team with 44 rushes, 
44 rushing yards. I think that they're going to have to play. They're going to have to really cinch up the offensive attack if they're going to beat Western Dubuque. They cannot have another 11 punt performance. Defensively, they played well the yes. first time again. I believe it was seven three late into the third every, quarter. Every and game they play well you, defensively. No, That's right. Just, so, yeah. but again, like like you mentioned, the offense has to show signs of improvement. I was just looking at the stats the last time. Matthias only threw for 73. They just barely rushed for over 100 as a team against Western Dubuque. That has to improve, obviously, and I'm sure those are the, those are the little things they worked on. But they've made this trip before. That, that's to their advantage. They've played on this field before. That's to their advantage as well. Again, you know what to expect. You get to the playoffs, there's no more surprises. And Benton, or not Benton, North Scott is expecting to get to the Dome for the first time in school history. That's the carrot that's out in front of them right now, and that's probably what the coaches are saying. Like, hey, win this game. We've never done this before as a program. We've never done this as a school. Why not you? Why not now? And it just makes sense. These dudes have a chip on their shoulder. Oh, yeah. They did last week. They were the only, the, the, and, and uh, Coach Tip was on with us live on the score, and he said, you know, nobody outside of this this team thought we could win this football game. That, that, and that's that, against Xavier, you're that's saying. That's against yeah. Xavier. That same speech is going to be very very relevant this week as well. And they have a chip on their shoulders. And this is, this is it, it can all come together, beating a number one ranked team, getting over the, 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 the hump against a Western Dubuque team that's, that's done very well against you. So you can get rid of that demon. You can get rid of the fact that you've never been to the Dome and you can be a number one ranked team on the road. Everything is right there for North Scott. They know it. They're going to go in there with a the chip on their shoulder. Should be a really, really fun football game. The difference between this game and the last game is they're going to have to improve their passing efficiency. In the last game, they were 11 of 31 passing against Western Dubuque for 85 yards. They cannot have another 20 incomplete uh, performance this week. Also, the other thing is they're going to have to stop the player that's had his name inscribed practically on every page of the Western Dubuque record book, Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, 180 passing yards and a touchdown, plus a rushing touchdown the last time these two teams met. For North Scott, they are a senior-laden ball club. The, there's a lot of seniors on this team. They want to be that first team to get to the Dome. They're going to have to give an ex maximum performance and get maybe a little help from a turnover to, or a special teams play to get, into the, uh, to get back. The, last week they had 11 punts. Quinton, um, uh, Quinton Allison. Allison is their punter. He pinned them deep several times uh, inside the 15-yard line uh, last week. And held the, uh, helped uh, the Lancer defense against the Saints. They need that type of performance this week uh, to uh, upset Western Dubuque. And they would be probably, if Form Holtz playing, the number one seed in the quarterfinals, Solon, who has to play Pella this weekend. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Um, we'll be up there. And we're going to stay at this game the entire game. We're not going to leave at halftime. Anybody who's wondering out there, we're going to be at the North Sky game, give you the best coverage you can get in the Quad Cities. So should be a good one. You should were the only one staying in the last game too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, there was, yeah, for the most part. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and um, we can hopefully do the same type of fun stuff and, and talk to a bunch of happy Lancers if they can get to the Dome for the first time in school history. Should be a great, great ball game, and I know the North Scott fans will travel as they always do, so, so it should be a ton of fun as well. Um, moving on to 2A. West Liberty, kind of doing what they did last year. Great job last week in weird conditions again. Low-scoring, 6 nothing victory. And they now go on the road to take on a really good walk-on team. Yeah, walk-on took it to Tipton last week, 52-16. to Ethan O'Neill, 143 rushing yards. 
Um, and uh, Davion uh, Barnes had 182 yards rushing. They had uh, Creed Welch is their quarterback. He threw 104 yards, but he also had three interceptions. And West Liberty is going to have to replicate what the Tipton defense did on those three interceptions. West Liberty, a very hard-fought game over at Monticello. They beat him 6 to nothing. They held Jeff Carlson to under 100 yards passing. Jeff Carlson's a great quarterback for the Panthers. Will Esmoyle was the uh, offensive star. 148 yards rushing and a touchdown. In the second half alone, he had the touchdown and 124 yards of rushing. They need another big performance from Will Esmoyle and Teglin Dengler. Tegan Dengler, their quarterback, also has to have a big performance. This is I don't want I don't want to take this trip if I'm West Liberty. It's a two and a half hour drive to the middle of nowhere, <laughs> northern Iowa. I, I I didn't even know where this was at. I had a look. It's just north and east of Dubuque. I think even an hour north and east or two hours north and east of Dubuque. Yeah, this is this is a game that if if you have to get up for this one as, as uh, West West Liberty, the number one seed. Uh, you're playing, then don't be playing football. Yeah. Esmol needs a huge game. Uh, Degler needs to have a big game. Offensively, they need to get it done because def- they're playing a very good defensive walk-on. I'm looking at the, some of their stats. They've, they've given up 30 points once and 21 points once. Other than that, they've been 14, 13, 7, 0. I mean, they're, they're a really good defense. They can score a lot of points offensively as well. One last stop, and we'll head to eight-man. And, and uh, an impressive performance by Easton Valley last week, getting a big victory on the road, and it doesn't get any easier for them. They now go and take on Don Bosco. Don Bosco um, eliminated the defending state champion, New London, last week and did so in impressive fashion. Easton Valley was really good. If there's a team in the state that can go blow for blow with Don Bosco, Easton Valley might be that team. They have more than a puncher's chance of going on the road and knocking off Don Bosco. He took one of his phrases. Yeah. Yeah, cause he's been, it was the other podcast, so people not, might not realize that. But <laughs> puncher's, ch- puncher's chance has been your thing today. So yeah, I think, I think they Liberty's have, got puncher's chance. I think they have but... more than a puncher's chance. Easton Valley's got a shot. Yeah, but Don Bosco, my goodness, they beat New London 72-12. to When you look at the Don Bosco team, They've won their games. Their average game, score game, sixty-four to seven. Real fast, when we say Don Bosco, does anybody else want to have a Mama Basso pizza? Oh, I would love to have a Mama Basso pizza. That's That'd the first thing that pops in my Mama mind. Mama Basso. Okay. And I know it's Basso instead of Bosco, but every time I hear Don Bosco, I want a Mama Basso pizza. Well, uh, Do you, have you ever had one of those? Huh? Have you ever had a Mama Basso pizza? Uh, I've had. Uh, no, I don't need that's you to no. go that's through a the no. that's Don't a go no, through then. the list of pizzas you have had. <laughs> <laughs> I have River Valley up in Port Byron. Hey, that's good stuff. All but right. it's just that's all. Okay. It means nothing right, to the conversation. Okay. I'm hungry, and I that's I, okay. I like pizza. With Don Bosco or Mama Basso. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kale Frost has thrown for 23 touchdowns, ran for 18, almost has 2,000 yards total offense, has over a thousand uh, rushing, uh, over a thousand passing, nearly a thousand rushing. Thomas Ever has 27 rushing touchdowns, and uh, last week in the game against New London, uh, Frost had a combined six touchdowns, rushing and passing, three of each. Uh, Ever had a touchdown, two touchdowns rushing, touchdown receiving. You look at Easton Valley, though, we've talked about him all year. Nate Trenkamp, again, 283 yards passing, four touchdowns. It was, only, it was like 20 of 33, pa- 20 of 33 passing. Again, a very efficient day. Kay Jargo, his favorite receiver, 105 yards receiving a touchdown. Braden Farrell had a great game, four total touchdowns, 75 yards rushing, 84 receiving. And Easton Valley really stifled Glenbrook Glenbrook Renbeck's defense. 
and that was uh, mentioned in the article I read that they really shut him down. All right. They need another performance like that. So you mentioned, Dazzle, that you like Easton Valley as a chance to win this game as far as numbers and stats, whatever. I just added it all up. Easton Valley is averaging 57 points a game. Don Bosco, 58 and a half if you add them all up. So this, this is going to be a game that I think the team that gets to 70 – Believe it or not. 70 may not be enough, I think. No, and that's the thing. There's, there's not enough time for each team to score that many points. I think it's going to be in, in the 50s, the, the team that wins. It might be like a 58-51 type of game. Um, but this is going to be a game that if you like offense, if you like scoring, as eight-man often proves, this is a game to go to. This is going to be one heck of a ball game. And the team that can get at least maybe two stops, one in each half, that's your team that's going to win. Plus, you look at the both teams are excellent passing. I mean, Trenkamp may be the best passer He's almost got 7,000 yards for his yeah, career, right? 7, 000, over 7,000. Over 1,000, yeah. Yeah, and, five, and he's like 10 completions. I think he's over 500 completions now. 100 touchdown passes. He's putting his name in the state record books, and you may not see numbers like that ever again. He's got – I mean, he might be the best passer, not only an eight player, but in the entire state. But Cal Frost is also a very good quarterback. So it's going to come down to the other people. Thomas Ever for Don Bosco, for Easton Valley, Brandon Farrell, Kay Jargo. Those players, if they can step up, or maybe a Murphy from Easton Valley steps up, that will be the ones that win the game. They have one common opponent. That would be Dunkerton. 63-61 for Easton Valley, and 57-7 for Don Bosco. 63-61? 63-31. I'm sorry, 63-31, and then 57-7. So one common opponent. Similar, Similar score. So, hey, it should be a great week of high school football. Great Friday night on the Iowa side of the river. We will have you covered on Friday night, so make sure you check in on with WQAD. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the score WQAD. Make sure you are liking and subscribing to the podcast. Give us your feedback as well. If Brian's stacking annoys you, um, please let us know. We'll do something about it. If he doesn't, please let us know. We'll do something about it. So I don't know. Anyways, um, uh, good luck to all four teams still alive, and hopefully we're talking high school football and talking about going to the Dome for some of these teams coming up next week. Stockpile, you're a good boy, so tell them goodbye. So long, everybody.